Look what we have right here, guys. Another special show with another very special guest. Uh, today we have this young man, and his name is Nathan Milazzo. That's Milazzo. <laughs> Milazzo. Sorry, he just saw me a few few seconds ago. What's your surname? And I got it wrong. So Milazzo. He started cutting lawns. First of all, guys, you need to hear the bio here that he just sent it to me, and it's pretty awesome. So basically, he started cutting lawns with his brother and a friend around 14 years old. Uh, mm -hmm. He always worked really hard for money and saved a lot of it. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a lesson for you young kids. At 19, he started wholesaling and made 20K on his first transaction, but blew it all. Yeah. He, he wrote, because yeah. I was 19 with the 20K, haha. So <laughs> that yeah, yeah. makes sense. So he learned from that mistake and started growing his lawn business and living very frugally. He started listening to podcasts all day, every day, and got hooked on owning rentals because he knew he would not want to cut grass his entire life. Makes sense? Mm -hmm. uh, the first mm -hmm. rental that he bought was a house hack that he still lives in today, but it, was, but it has become just a house, not a hack. Yes. You own yeah. it. Got it. Yes, so I do. So he has, he has lost his interest in single family homes and started focusing on multifamily last year, where he currently has a fourplex. And as you mentioned before the interview, he's working on 32 unit deal currently. So Nathan, Great. really appreciate you being here, man. Impressive bio. I'm just so excited to talk with you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank to be you. here. So again, for the people who are watching, they heard the bio great love the story but maybe you can dive a little bit deeper into i mean how did you discover this real estate investing world and how did it all happen for you was it all just with cutting grass and through that or was it something yeah. else yeah believe it or not yeah uh it, it's because when you're uh, you know cutting grass all day you can only listen to so much music uh and i just started looking at podcasts and different things i've always been interested in money uh so obviously we start looking at money you start looking at ways to make money. So I found real estate and I really like that. Uh, I really like the rental aspect of it just because it's uh, almost like a retirement plan. That's the way I looked at it at first. Then I realized that, wait, you know, you could do this for a career, not just a retirement plan and land up liking it. So uh, yeah, I really, I fell into the rental game, did some uh, wholesale stuff, you know, every now and then, but mainly just we're focusing on now apartment buildings and small apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because wholesaling, I mean, it's a full-time job, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a good friend. One of our partners is a full-time wholesaler. He's, he does very well, but it's a full-time gig for sure. Yeah. So it depends, like, because people are watching now and thinking, like, oh, real estate. There's so many different real estate asset classes that you can go into, and some of those going to be very active, and some, some mm -hmm. of them might be very passive. So it yeah. depends on a strategy that you and, – and you probably discovered, like, oh, my God, like, I'm just guessing, but like, I don't want to do this full time, you know, like, and, and it's, and it's like, it's a lot about timing and speed, like in, in, in that space. So, you know, yeah, I, when, I, when I found that, it, it's just, uh, when I found the wholesale stuff, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's just, I like, I didn't like the transaction. I want to be able to do something that's going to be scalable one and two, something that's going to be, you know, compounding on itself. So let's like, say I have a thousand dollars a month rental income. I don't, that doesn't go away unless you sell the property and let, or unless something happens. So I like the aspect of that. That way you can build on top of that and just keep going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. So got it. Cause you, you, you kind of ask answer a second question that I got here in front mm -hmm. of me. It was why multifamily instead of single family. And it's not because of, yeah. it's not because of 
it's a fashion thing now. I mean, you, you see like all the multifamily people, they, they just popping up like every day, like everybody's investor. Now you go on Instagram, like multifamily investor, like zero units yeah. under management, but yeah. you know, it's a popular thing, but you don't go for that. You just go because it makes more sense for you, right? It's more scalable. And Correct. Yeah. And I also help manage 24 units uh, next to mine. So, uh, cause I'm in a high, high multifamily area near L, like campus. So, uh, you know, I, I like the fact of scalability is the first one, you know, obviously, but it's not necessarily the sexiest thing in real estate, uh, for, but it's getting to be that way, I guess. I guess a lot of people are starting to like it, but they're realizing that single family homes are great for the cash flow per unit, but the scalability of it, if you have 100 single family homes versus 100 unit complex, it's way easier to manage in a hundred unit complex than in a hundred single family homes. Yeah, it's it's not even that like acquiring, you know, you need hundred mortgages to 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 yeah, buy a hundred closings and hundred oh yeah, closings everything. and it's one closing on a hundred mm -hmm. unit deal. So yeah, and it, as soon as somebody moves out, you're at zero percent instantly. So yeah. uh, I don't like that either. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's you know like there's a lot of people. You probably heard about the guy. Um, uh, what's his name? I now I'm trying to remember his face. I. I he he's very well known man uh dean graziosi yeah graziosi another italian guy you, you yeah. probably heard and i was watching i remember was watching one interview with him somebody asked him because he he used to own i think uh i know i'm gonna get this wrong but like 1500 houses or something like it's crazy yeah, it, was like, it was like 1500 single family homes yeah it was crazy it's crazy and free and clear too yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what that's what I wanted to say because the guy and that was I think that was two years ago or a year ago that was mm -hmm. an interview and the guy said, Look, like before this end of the year, which was last year, he said, I'm mm -hmm. gonna get rid of all the houses. And I'm looking at, you know, the market and like I see people going and buying these houses still. So I'm like, Who who's right in that situation? You know, like this guy's like multimillionaire and he's looking to invest in multifamily. So, you know, it definitely mm -hmm. makes sense. So Oh yeah, it definitely does. And, and that's what I like too, uh, with systems, like I follow Jake and Gino a lot and, uh, I like the way that their business model works is because it's, he like, they call it the Chick-fil-A of apartments because they're dealing with, you know, C to B class units. And that's what we're dealing with mainly C class units. So we're going to give value to somebody who doesn't necessarily always get it because in the area that we're in now, the, the C class tenants are just very, I mean, it's the, you should see the property management stuff they're getting away with. Uh, it's pretty crazy, but, yeah, so if we bring value to that asset too, there's there are different ways also because multifamily are valued on the actual income that the property brings in, not like a single family. Single yeah. family is only valued between, you know, comps in the area around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so for the people, again, who are looking to get involved into this space, like who already been a little bit in real estate, they, they understand like multifamily and the benefits of it. And yeah, I, I did spoke with uh, with Dylan Marma. We, we did an yeah. interview I think last year sometime. So yeah, we spoke a little bit. He, he explained cause he works with uh, Jake and Gino and, yeah. and the company. So it's awesome. You know, I love what they do as well. I mean, there's a lot of mm -hmm. great companies that people can follow now and due to like all this information, like we're talking via zoom and people, you know, looking at this interview, I don't know, South America, China. Well, yeah. don't get me infected, please. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding guys. But uh, you know, there's everything available, all these information sources. So it's now more than ever easier, you know, to get started investing in real estate. And that's what we hear. That's why mm. I do the show. And that's why I'm so happy to have Nathan here, you know, on the show. So he can give those, you know, nuggets for you guys to take away and implement some stuff today, you know, because yeah. that's where people I see they lack 
you know, on the taking action part, the information is there. But, you know, everybody start, you know, lacks of taking that action. But you're a hard worker, as you said, you know, in the, uh, in the bio here. And that's what it takes, you know, to work hard, yeah. really, you know, to push through some stuff. So what would be your one piece of advice uh, for somebody who is watching this right now and thinking, oh, I, I want to get started. I don't have any background business, real estate. What's the way for me to get started? Like the first steps. I tell them to wait and get educated because <laughs> uh, at first, whenever I started going to do negotiations with these, with these guys, uh, especially the multifamily like brokers and everything, you had to know the, the lingo. You, you got to know, you know, what exactly a cap rate is or what the property, you know, what the area is going for. You got to really know your area because they can call BS pretty quick. So first one would be get educated. Make sure, and whether that's podcasts, going to meetups, going to these, you know, conferences or whatever. Make sure, you know, just the basic, I mean, I'd say a little more basic, but, you know, at least the basic cap rates or what's going on in that specific market. That way they take you serious. Uh, because I've noticed, too, a lot of these brokers, there's a lot of deals that they have that aren't even listed that are the real deals. You know, mm -hmm. they call them pocket listings. But the ones that are usually, at least in my area, the ones that are listed are already come through by all the other. Yeah, yeah. Different, so. And secondly, be, be confident too. You, you know, make sure you're confident and you know what you're talking about. Just because they're just humans. Like these guys try to seem intimidating, but they're really not. Once you kind of get peel back all of the stuff, you just realize that they're just normal guys. Uh, but they're just trying to make it kind of scare you, I guess. Uh, yeah. But and they're also just trying to make sure you're not wasting their time. So, uh, but yeah. And as long as you hit them consistently too, then, you know. Exactly. Definitely for, the, for them, it's just a matter of like, can you close on a deal? You know, like, do you have yep. the capital? Do you like, do you have an experience? You know, that that's what they want to know. Like, do mm -hmm. you have the money? Do you have an experience? So, you, you yeah. know, and like, there's a good way, like, you know, you acquired, you know, you got this um, house hack, you know, that mm -hmm. you're actually now living in. So you got an experience mm -hmm. there, you know, managing the property and, you know, doing all the work because you probably, you know, did the property management too. So with the fourplex is probably a similar story. So, and again, you're collected all this experience. So now you can move to 32 and then it's mm -hmm. going to be 320. So who knows yeah. you know, where, where you're going to go after, but you're moving forward with that. So that, that's what you need, you know, experience definitely. And that's what people are looking at. So, mm -hmm. so what do you think about, you know, apartment communities? Now everybody's talking like we're in a, in a top of the market. And there's a lot of new people coming in, you know, it doesn't matter, wholesaling, flipping, house hacking, buying houses, buying multifamily. And there is like particular multifamily space. Uh, I don't know, like what state, what state are you investing in? Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay, got it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know the, what's going on in Louisiana currently, but people are saying it's harder to find deals now. Capital is more available than the deals. Yeah. So what do you think even like being on a top and everybody's waiting for a market crash and, you know, like these, mm -hmm. all these people, deals are not available. Is it still the right time to go and pursue multifamily investing right now? Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. Uh, you definitely be more careful. I think uh, the, the prices here are definitely inflated for the amount of growth that we're seeing. Uh, we're, we're mainly, there's a slow and steady market. There's not much going on here. Uh, but we do have a big university, so that's kind of that that does kind of keep us floating. But yeah, as long as you're just being a little bit more strict on your underwriting, make sure I recommend buying a calculator. So like a lot of these guys at these conferences sell calculators. I use Jake and Gino's. It's amazing. It's uh, it, it literally has over the top stuff that you would possibly ever think of on it. 
but buy a calculator for a couple hundred bucks uh, and just really be careful in your underwriting. That's all I would really say. And then also to be careful of your location. Uh, I, I wouldn't get into the lower class stuff, like the D class stuff. I would never get into that personally, but especially now. Um, and then I really would be careful how much you're paying at what cap rate for these buildings too, and making sure that the area is good enough to and diversified enough that, you know, if there was a crash, you don't want to be in an A unit. You definitely don't want to be in a D unit. You want to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, but so does everybody else. So you have to make sure that you're not overpaying. So. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Great advice. Thank you for that. And being from Louisiana, have you, are, are you familiar with Chris Rood? Have you ever run, run into yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah, so my business partner, uh, that's his first mentor. Uh, I've never met him personally, but uh, he's, he's quite something. Yeah, he, he's from south of us, so from, a little more than us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they call those the coon-ass people. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. I spoke yeah. with him. He, he's been on an interview with, with, with me as well previously. Really cool guy. And, you yeah. know, like since, since I saw the guy, you know, on, on Grant Cardone's YouTube episode, I was like, I need, I need to talk with this man. So really. Yeah, and Grant, Car Grant Cardone's from Louisiana too. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. here you go. And you're from there. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Awesome. So, so great people, great people are coming from there, man. That's yeah, awesome. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So what about what about um business advice talking about all these great people coming from, you know, again, around you in Louisiana and all the different states like Jake and Gino. Like who do you follow for business or real estate advice? You no, know, so people can go and follow maybe these people as well. Yeah, so uh, I like, I kind of diversify a little bit. Uh, for business, I like Simon Sinek. Uh, he, he does a lot of, he's the British guy. Uh, he does a lot of just strategy and kind of like um, studies basically just people, humans, basically. Just kind of like, uh, I like the way he looks at business through the people of the business, you know, because that's really what business is about. And then I really like for real estate, I like Jake and Gino, I like Grant Cardone, and then obviously Bigger Pockets. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all of these are great sources, definitely. So people can go and check this out, definitely. I, I know exactly what you mean. So people are going to get tremendous value from these people. So, okay, so talking about back to multifamily, you know, we spoke about, you know, the timing is good. Like, there's all, like, it's better to go in now than, you know, when you, you're going to be in a downturn because the capital won't be available. People will be, if you're going to be raising capital, if you don't have your own personal net worth, you know, whatever couple millions or you know mm -hmm. so it will be harder to raise money at that moment mm -hmm. so you know what you said just go in now and just learn educate surround yourself with the right people so can you talk about some of the some of the potential risks that might be involved you know for people to pay attention when they go investing yeah so uh right now especially like if the situation that we're in we're being careful with bridge loans because you know, say the market does turn and we're used to having these low interest rates right now, uh, whether it's, you know, Fannie Mae or whatever, Freddie Mac loans, they're pretty low right now. And they've yep. been low and they've been going low. So if you underwrite your deal expecting to get a five, you know, 5% interest rate or whatever, and then it goes up, that could kill your deal. Uh, and especially if you're stuck in a bridge loan and you really might be in trouble then. So I'd be very careful about uh, making a deal work just for the interest rate. I would be a little bit conservative and maybe in the back end, you know, say that refi, just account for it being a little higher. Not saying that it will happen. I think we've got a, you know, a little while for another downtown downturn, but just to be careful. And then also your location, it's really important right now. Like in the Northeast and even the Northern States, the United States, I, saw, I heard Seattle just passed a law 
that uh, they cannot evict tenants in the wintertime anymore. Uh, and then you oh, probably yeah. know what's going on. It's crazy. It, it, and yeah. so, and even the migratory patterns are going basically to the South United States. So if you're, if you're in those states, I'm not saying don't do anything, but I'm just saying be very careful and know your laws very well. And, and maybe even, yeah. yeah, where the laws are going too. So, because uh, that's, I, I thought that was crazy. <laughs> and, and, you know, and here we're a very landlord, you know, friendly state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. Great advice. Yeah, definitely. People should pay attention to that. Uh, yeah, j just one thing that I wanted to mention. Yeah, but I f forgot uh, the, the question. So I, I guess it doesn't matter. But moving on to into, you know, acquisition part. So let's say somebody acquired the deal. Uh, and that could be, let's say, first starts as you have a fourplex. So what do you think for people? Should they get uh, professional third party management? Or should they like go and manage the property themselves? What do you think? Uh, it, it depends. I mean, yeah, if you've never managed property before, I'd, I'd say probably so. But be careful of your management company because there's a lot of companies out there who just aren't very good, especially in my area. Uh, yeah. But make sure that, you know, you're very, you're very strict on, you know, what you expect from them and, you know, what you expect from or they expect from you. Uh, but be very careful with that. Uh, I like managing myself just because I like the control of it. Uh, and I don't look at management as a way to make money. Because if you look at, if you want to start your own management company, that's great, but not necessarily the most profitable business in the world. I want to manage my own property and that's it. Because right now I'm managing 24 other units for somebody else. And that's great. It's a great learning experience. That's the only reason why I'm doing it is to learn. Uh, I wouldn't get into this to, you know, be the largest property management company in the world. That's just me personally. But uh, I, I really like the idea of having a company that manages your properties for you that you know you have in house. I really like that idea, but obviously you have to be big enough to do that. So yeah, we're we're getting it. <laughs> yeah, de definitely because you you know and I wanted to talk you know to talk about that a little bit because there's again you know you mentioned like Grant Cardone and he's always like hammering people like uh -huh. sixteen unit minimum and you know people looking mm -hmm. like what's wrong with like two units you know but yeah. look like two units or four units and you're coming from that position so again you you probably mm -hmm. can talk about more than you know than me so but it's a work like if you want to manage your own properties it's a lot of work you know mm -hmm. like it's a full-time job and you don't count the time and the effort that you put in like all the headaches as as grant cardone says like what what was it what does it say like tenants toilets and termites or something like that yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's issues like, and if you don't want to handle these issues, property management on the small deals is going to be what, like 10% gross? Yes, something like that. Yeah. 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 So it's a lot. So the bigger you go, the, the less, you know, money, the less percentage wise you have to pay for the management. It's like for the big deals, like 3%, three and mm -hmm. a half. So, so it yeah. makes sense. Like going big always makes sense, but you have to make, I guess, the steps you know, to, to, to get into the bigger deals, unless you're partnering with a, with the experienced operator from, from the start, you know, as a GP. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what, what about the exit strategy now having this fourplex, uh, maybe you can talk about how, so when, when did you acquire this deal? How long ago? So I acquired last year or the midway through last year. Um, I actually purchased properties completely seller financed. Uh, the only money down I put was she had some taxes that she owed and she had some contractor bills that are, you know, past due. So mm -hmm. I just made her, I made her hold on that and played closing costs. And I think it was like 6,500 or $7,000 down. I paid $250,000 for this fourplex and it's probably worth about mid threes now. Um, just because 
it, and that's another thing too is younger guys don't see the you know the the benefit of like looking at the seller's shoes okay like, okay well why would they sell it to someone like me well i showed this lady that she was actually losing money because the property manager was just taking advantage of her so she now makes more money per month than she did when she owned the property so she was making like i think uh six hundred dollars a month and sometimes she'd even lose money now she makes 1200 bucks a month every month on the first and it's in her mailbox so it's, it's literally mailbox money for her and she's an older lady so it definitely was a win-win and it definitely was a win on my part too so uh you know so awesome. so what do you what do you think about the exit on this deal like what was the exit that you planned out yeah yeah, so the, the exit, I think I'd probably hold it for a couple more years uh, just because the area is still doing well. And I'll probably exit and then just go put that money towards a bigger one. Uh, just kind of just trade and flip up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And is there a, a lot of attention going on towards Louisiana currently? I mean, people, companies investing? Not really, no. And that's what's kind of aggravating. Uh, it's because the whole rest of the South is booming right now. Uh, Louisiana, we just have some, some, uh, some, laws that are just weird here well because we're the only state that doesn't have counties we have parishes uh and we have a lot of different laws that are different i guess it kind of scares companies away uh but if we get you know it'll slowly start to get better we just need to get better uh political stuff and i won't go down that road but uh, it just gets to where uh it, you know we're missing out on a lot of growth especially with the mississippi river and all the jobs that we can have there but uh yeah it's just slow and steady nothing crazy it's just blue collar a lot of oil here uh but that's basically it but in baton rouge specifically we have a lsu so uh it's a big university town uh you know we, we just won the national championships so everybody's really happy right now uh so yeah it, it, that's that's really it's really it i mean we have a good bit of jobs but nothing nothing crazy like we're seeing the rest of us so yeah 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 so again like we're not talking about hundreds you know unit plus deal that you know a sophisticated you know company mm -hmm. or you know a bank, like it, it, any big company like would come in and say like, oh my God, like all these, all these issues, like for somebody who's looking to get that passive income, like whatever that might be, you, you know, on a four unit deal, it's like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, people are still going to live there. Like nobody's is going to mm -hmm. move out from that state and make it empty. So mm -hmm. like your fourplex is, is fully occupied, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, fully occupied. so here you go. I mean, so, you know, for the person who is looking to, to make that sense to, to buy the size of a deal, which it makes sense to me as well. So, you know, I, I don't think it would be a problem, you know, to exit and sell it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about something, you know, improving uh, personal development. I don't know if you're big on that, but it sounds like you are. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe some top three business, non-business books that you would recommend for people to go and grab and educate themselves. Yeah, I, I like thinking Go Rich is probably my favorite one. Uh, and then if you want to keep it simple, like the richest man in Babylon, that was a really good one. Just kind of a simple, I feel like that should be a mandatory read for basically every high school kid. Uh, cause that's what, cause I read that in high school and I was just like, wow, it's so simple, but it's actually, I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, and then, and also like, uh, Brandon Turner's book, the book on rental properties, even though it's not really business, it's more specific to real estate. Uh, I really like his book. Um, so yeah, I like, I like kind of brushing up on new books and I really like the, the good ones. Awesome. Awesome. So what do you recommend for people again, who are like, you're talking about acquiring this third unit, three to two unit deal. And what do you think, like for somebody who is fresh, like, should they go and try to do, you know, something like that by themselves or should they go and find a partner 
to get this deal? No, I would. I wouldn't say. Are you saying for their first deal? Yeah, for the first deal, like thirty. Yeah, yeah. It, I would say do. It. I mean, yeah, you could definitely do it. I just say you shouldn't do it by yourself. Uh, and and one thing I kind of got held up on was the equity portion of it. Like I was scared to give up equity. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a little piece of you know. I forgot what Brandon Turner said something about a piece of a grape or a whole grape is better than a small tiny piece or no, yeah. a tiny piece of watermelon is better than a whole grape. So if you just, you know, and you're getting the experience too. So it's, it's way better to partner with somebody who knows what they're doing because first it'd be easier to get the deal because you have somebody who's credible and then you have, you know, you're learning everything there. So you're basically just hitching your wagon to his horse and you're just letting that race horse run. And, yeah. And it's uh, that's definitely the way to do it. Definitely, it, it makes sense, you know, because like, because I think you know, like, because you're young, I think I'm young still. So you know, <laughs> like, when you go to the Instagram, like, it just bothers me sometimes. I see all these people, like, you know, like I'm this, I'm like, I'm the best, basically. I'm the business owner. I'm the best, like, mm. in my industry, like, and, and they're trying to be the best. Like, look, mm -hmm. if you're running, if you're looking to run a business, which is 32 unit complex is a business, it's a working active mm -hmm. business. You need a business partner because maybe you don't have the right skills for now to, to get this deal. So, mm -hmm. you know, right. I, I wouldn't see why people like, I don't understand why people wouldn't go and get the partner because that will make yeah. the, again, because, because what you said, like owning a percentage, 8%, 10% of something is better than hundred percent of nothing. Exactly. So, you know, it, yeah, it makes I think it's an ego. It's an ego thing. I think at the end of the day, I think it's just, oh, uh, I know I can do this. And I'm sure you could do it, but yeah. you're going to have to work a whole lot harder to get there. And you might even, you know, mess up exactly. you know, and you will be really in trouble. It's, it's all about the speed. Look, it's not going to be only one like for you on that four unit deal. It was good. Like nobody else was bidding on a deal, but it's on a 32 unit. It's going to be multiple people already have mm -hmm. an experience in the business and they know how to close maybe they're going to pay even more for the deal than you know the asking price and you're going to be mm -hmm. standing there looking like oh my god like all these people are more sophisticated and that, that's why we need partners you know definitely yeah so what about the 2020 goals you mentioned you know uh 32 unit deal which i'm sure you're going to get it you know very fast you, you mentioned you're going to go and talk uh, with this uh, man today so can you talk about 2020 goals and what do you have planned out for you and your business for this year yeah, so uh, I plan on doing 100 units this year. Uh, that's that's kind of our goal that all of our partners talked about. Uh, and I think we can do it. I think we're going to have to go out of state. We're probably going to start looking in Houston, Texas, uh, and maybe the Florida Panhandle. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I think we could do it. it it's just, you know, it's just grit, and you got to keep consistency. And uh, once we keep that, I think we can do 100 units. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I do agree with that. It's, it's all about, you know, perspective mindset like you, you know like there's a lot of that involved you, you know if you think you can you definitely find a way because you know a lot of mm -hmm. that is in a creativity like look you you found a way how to go from cutting grass and working hard for mm -hmm. the people to buying fourplex and now going and getting the 32 so if you yeah. went from zero to that so you can go like beyond once you have the experience yeah. momentum in the business so it's just figuring mm -hmm. the yeah way. and i always say it too if if you keep the where he's really really motivated and they work really really hard if you keep that for, for 11 or 12 months then imagine what you could accomplish in a year so that's the way we look at it right now long-term thinking yeah definitely mm -hmm. okay so what about the marketing tools you know again um selfish question because you know having a social mm -hmm. media company like we work with real estate companies where we help them to get more leads and sell properties 
like whatever work, people, different industries. Mm -hmm. So what are the marketing tools that you're currently using for your own business? Yeah. Maybe, so, uh, the, don't have to be even social media. Maybe something that helps you on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, it's a couple things. Uh, it's one, the first one is basically personal relationships. So uh, we just, it's kind of a small area here. So we, you know, we go to the, the horse's mouth basically. We know, we know who owns the most property here. Uh, we know who has the most pull, so to speak. So we go there. Uh, and then also we have one of our guys that uh, is one of Gene Blinkoff's students. I don't know if you know who that is, but the social media guy. He does all of our, you know, social media, which is uh, basically just doing Facebook geofencing and a couple different things. Uh, also, we're doing minor, minor this uh, like ads, which basically is expanded signs. I mean, not very much of that, but that's really just for rentals if we have something available. But that's that's really it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, because like I talk with like some of the clients that we have there in syndication space and all these people have hundreds of units of properties and like, you know, because there's a lot of noise, like it's, you know, I'm just like giving you an advice like moving forwards, like everybody, mm -hmm. because the real estate industry is a little bit old. Like everybody mm -hmm. is not taking the advantage of, you know, social medias. Like yeah. you mentioned bigger pockets, like so mm -hmm. anybody who's watching this right now, you can go to the bigger pockets and we spoke about finding the partners. There's 1.64 million people like registered yeah. on bigger pockets. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. partners, there's capital available, there's could be a deal flow, potential deal flow, like there's everything. So like we connected mm -hmm. like on Facebook. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. People should use social media more, particularly when it comes to, you know, raising capital, building those relationships. And of course, like if you're looking to build, uh, if you're looking to raise a capital, you have to make sure like by the SEC regulations that you, you know, connected with those people mm -hmm. that land on your page at least two, three times. There's those like, you mm -hmm. have to pass those through. But I mean, it, it will give you tremendous exposure. Look at the Grand Cardone, like for example, like if you want to go to mm -hmm. these levels and I'm sure everybody who's watching, if you're familiar with the Grand Cardone, you would love to be in that mm -hmm. position owning billion plus real estate, you know, under, under management, mm -hmm. like, he said uh, before, that was long ago, I, I, I can't remember, but he said he raised, um, the number is gonna be wrong, but it was millions, uh, I think 1.3 mm -hmm. million, just through the social media without any promotion. Because again, mm -hmm. again, he, he has a solid base, like he has a strong base on social media presence, so he can just go out there and raise money like from people, because people trust him. Yeah. They see him all the time. So that's the yeah. key here, like for going in the future for all the businesses, like, look like Jeff Bezos, like he runs the internet, you know, company and he's the richest man on the planet. And people looking mm -hmm. at the social media thinking, like, I don't know, it doesn't work. Like, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 And it, that's, I laugh like, cause uh, a lot of these owners that we're dealing with now are, uh, they, we ask them how they collect rent. And just as something simple as that, we use cozy. Uh, cause we just don't want our property manager having cash. It's just, it's scary, you know? Uh, and it, it's amazing how they advertise these, these properties too. Like they put it in the newspaper and like they put the sign out in front and they're just getting lucky because the, the area is really, really good. But what about the property owners that aren't in the Bested area? Um, and I've witnessed them, you know, it's just, they sit vacant forever. So, uh, I think, you know, a lot of, we get a bad rep being millennials, but I think it's just, we're able to embrace the change faster and that's all it is. And. And if you, like you said, social media is so powerful. Like if I have a question on Facebook, you've probably seen me. I just, I literally just type it in ask on Facebook. And yeah. there's like, I mean, 10 people 
are more than happy because like, everybody likes to, you know, to help. So it's, it's amazing, like how much, you know, you could, you could learn from that. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, coming back to the same questions, what would be the best social media platforms for people to go and reach you out if they have more in-depth questions, you know, about real estate investing? Yeah, Facebook probably. Uh, I actually just started a group on there. Uh, and that's another tip too, is join a bunch of groups. Uh, I actually, it's called Gulf South Landlords. Um, and that's, that's my group that I started. I'm also a part of W2 Capitalists with uh, Jay Helms. And mm -hmm. then uh, I'm on a couple other ones, like the Multifamily Masters with uh, Rod Cleef. But Facebook would be really, really good. Just join a bunch of groups and you'll just be surrounded by, your whole feed will be surrounded by people posting whatever. Uh, and that's been really helpful. Um, and also with advertising too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. So all the, all the links, guys, you can go on and find, you know, down below as always. Again, guys, if you enjoyed this quick interview, again, there is so much knowledge that you provided here in the interview, but I still can feel like every time, you know, talking with these, you know, business owners like yourself, there is more than you can give, you know, because there is just 30, 40 minutes that we have right here. So if you want to connect with Nathan, again, click all the links down below and just, you know, connect, ask, you know, the questions about investing. I'm, I'm sure he can share some of those. So, and again, really appreciate the time and effort, man. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing you, you know, getting this 32 unit deal up and, you know, running to the hundred units, which I'm sure you're going to do that. I'm sure you have the right partners, you know, to, to get this deal going. So yeah, man, just, just keep moving, keep pushing you. You're definitely a cool guy, you know, appreciate you, you know, and the story is phenomenal and it just shows that's what it takes, you know, in life and business through the hard work. You can go from cutting grass to owning <laughs> plus units and, you know, being yeah. multimillionaire or, you know, having all this passive income coming in into, into your life and through the business. So really appreciate Absolutely. you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to seeing your success too. Thank you. Thank you. So guys, again, if you enjoyed the show, like, subscribe, share with the friends so they can learn same how to invest in real estate, uh, you know, passively, actively. Again, if you have any questions, leave, leave those down below or connect with Nathan through the links as well. Appreciate you watching and I'm going to see you on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you.